Today's show is sponsored by Talkspace, the online therapy company. For a fraction of the price of traditional therapy, you can pick an experienced, licensed therapist you relate to and feel comfortable with. Each and every therapist has at least a master's degree and has completed over 3,000 hours of supervised work. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com forward slash boom. And to show your support for this podcast, use code boom to get $30 off your first month. That's boom. Talkspace.com slash boom. B-O-O-M. You are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Dan Feldman here. Welcome to Locked On Pistons. You can follow on Audio Boom or subscribe on iTunes. You can follow me on Twitter at Dan Feldman NBA. Well, the Pistons have their second chance to get their first win tonight. They host the Magic. It's the Pistons' home opener, maybe the last home opener at the Palace of Auburn Hills. Talks are heating up about the Pistons moving downtown. It seems like it's only a matter of time until it becomes official, and it really seems like it could happen as early as next season. Uh, The Pistons would go downtown, play in the Red Wings' new arena, and a new practice facility would be built for the Pistons somewhere in that area uh, of midtown Detroit. I think it's a a great thing if Tom Gores wants to move his private business that he owns from one location to another. I think I just don't want to see taxpayer money funding it, especially for a practice facility, uh, which is not really a a public good, is not really going to bring money to the area. Uh, Maybe a small amount could be used for stadiums here and there. It can be a good investment for a community. but the the economic realities have been studied over and over. Like over all these stadium deals, how they are constructed currently are always terrible for for the community. Uh, it's just a huge waste of money. The promised economic benefits never come. Uh, and the Red Wings got a a huge tax incentive to <laughs> to have this new stadium built. And I, I don't want to see the part, the Pistons participating in that scam or adding to it with a practice facility. Uh, but we're going to wait, see how that all unfolds, whether the Pistons follow the common playbook of asking for a lot of taxpayer money in conjunction with a move. Uh, remember, this is a franchise where Bill Davidson built the palace privately. Uh, that's such a rare thing now to have a privately owned arena. Uh, so there is a little bit of history here of the Pistons doing it differently. We'll see what Tom Gores does. Uh, but first, the Pistons are, are still playing out their season. Uh, they've got their next three games at home, their next four against relatively weak competition. They host the Magic tonight. Uh, they host the Bucks on Sunday. They have the Knicks at home on Tuesday. Uh, and then they're at the Nets, probably the worst team of the bunch, on Wednesday. Uh, so that's a nice stretch, a nice opportunity to to get off on the or get to the right foot, at least, after a real hard loss at the Raptors uh, to open the season. You can check out yesterday's podcast for more on that loss to the Raptors. Uh, we're going to look ahead a little bit to these next two games against the Magic and against the Bucks. Uh, there's no such thing as a must-win game at this point in the season. Nothing even close. Uh, but you have to think that the Pistons are better than the Magic and better than the Bucks, and both games are at home. Uh, so it would be very encouraging, to say the least, uh, to win both of those. And you can tack on that, that Knicks game on there, too, although we'll be back next week to talk about that one uh, and look back at these, these two this weekend bef- you know, in greater depth. Uh, so we're going to focus on Orlando and Milwaukee right now. Uh, the Magic, 
are sort of taking the experiment the Pistons had, this this failed Doom experiment that I'm sure a lot of you don't want me to remind you of. Uh, but when the Pistons started, Josh Smith, Greg Monroe, and Andre Drummond in their front court, and their spacing was terrible, and everybody stepped on each other's toes, and it was a big mess. The Magic are doing their own version of that, and it might even be worse. They've got Aaron Gordon at small forward. He's really more of a power forward. They've got Jeff Green, who's supposedly going to play more power forward, but the way the rotation shakes out, it seems like he's going to get a lot of minutes at small forward. He's also better at power forward. Uh, And then they have a few players who are their best at center. Serge Ibaka, although Ibaka can play power forward just fine, and that's where they're going to need him. But they also have Bismack Biombo, Nikola Vukovic. Uh, so where the Pistons could get a little relief when in this era by bringing in Kyle Singler and, and uh, as the rotation developed, getting more spacing, the Magic basically are going to be big all the time, very big. And we'll see how it works for them. Uh, the early results are not great. They lost to the Heat in their opener. Uh, however... The Magic also didn't have Bismack Biombo, uh, who's a r- real nice defensive player and can help them, but could also just magnify their problems. Uh, after that, the Pistons host the Bucks on Sunday. The Bucks have their own interesting experiment, starting Giannis Antetokounmpo at point guard. To have a point guard who's around seven feet tall, you know, was supposedly still growing, definitely high six feet at least. Uh, is just is such a novel idea. I think Matthew Delvadova signed this offseason is an ideal complement to him. I was a little higher on the Bucks than most. I still had the Pistons firmly ahead of them, uh, but then Chris Middleton got hurt. And Middleton is probably their second best player behind Antetokounmpo. Again, man, I didn't mean to do this. I'm, I'm going to apologize. I'm bringing up just so many sore subjects. Uh, first, it was the Pistons in their jumbo lineup that didn't come close to working, and now I'm bringing up Chris Middleton. Uh, who, of course, you know, is was the throw-in in the Brandon Knight, Brandon Jennings trade and ended up being by far the best player in the deal. Uh, so I'm sorry. That's just what kind of weekend it's going to be. But hopefully the Pistons get a couple wins to make you feel better about it. Uh, so the Bucks are going to be without Chris Middleton. And talk about an injury a team can't afford. They were so desperate on the wing, they traded Michael Carter-Williams for Tony Snell. Like, Tony Snell was teetering on falling out of the league. He's not quite young enough where you feel great about his potential. He hasn't produced. But in Milwaukee, he is a big upgrade over what they had. There's no question. They needed him. Uh, I don't know how ready he is or whether this is an opening game thing. They went also big in their front court, uh, starting Miles Plumley at center, Mirza Toledovic, and Jabari Parker as the forwards. Both of those guys are probably more power forwards. Uh, so... To have a center and two power forwards is definitely a rarity in this era. Uh, so the Pistons are going to see some different types of teams here, and I think that plays to their advantage, not to mention the fact that I just think the, the Pistons are the better team uh, of these three. Uh, one player I haven't mentioned because he's not in the starting lineup is Greg Monroe. Uh, the former Pistons is going to be coming off the bench from, for Milwaukee. I think that's a good fit for him. He didn't really acclimate to their trapping defensive system last year. He didn't provide enough floor spacing. And, you know, not that that's his fault. They never should have been in the position where they need floor spacing or or whatever else they could get from that position. It's that their other players did not provide enough floor spacing. So that's why Toledovich is starting in, in this weird big lineup. 
Uh, so it's going to be some interesting matchups for the Pistons, but I think Detroit can come away with a couple wins. Definitely would feel better about them. Uh, there is one other thing to keep an eye on this weekend beyond the games, and that's Contavious Caldwell-Pope's potential contract extension. But before I get to that, I want to talk to you about BetDSI.com. Do you love basketball? Are you ready to get into the action? Check out BetDSI.com. That's BetDSI.com. They've been in the business over 20 years. It's one of the top-rated sites to bet. It's safe. It has a great basketball special, too. If you sign up today and get there, and you can get $10 to try their free service. BetDSI is also offering a 100% bonus on your first deposit. So really, this site has it all that you could be looking for. Great customer service. It's fast, easy payment of winnings. Hundreds of football and basketball wagers to choose from. You can also get UFC. You can get, you know how deep their betting runs? You can get bets on Trump versus Clinton for the presidential election. And if that's not your thing, if you don't want to go too far off the beaten path, but you want to stay involved and interested in the games you're watching, BetDSI offers live in-game wagering on all football, basketball, and other major sporting events. You can play virtually everything at BetDSI. So go to BetDSI.com now. That's BetDSI.com. And use the promo code PISTONS10. That's PISTONS10 to get your free wager and start winning today. Another person who's going to be looking to win this weekend is Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Monday is the last day the Pistons can offer him a rookie-scale contract extension. If the sides don't agree to terms, he'll go into next offseason as a restricted free agent. So there's definitely no need to, for either side to bend too much. Going into next summer, it would still be likely that KCP returns. Although, you know, we've seen in these situations before when a, a player and team can't reach terms, it can get a little messy. Uh, there could be a trade before next summer. The player always has the qualifying offer. You can sign an, a shorter offer, see, offer sheet. There's definitely room for this to get messy. Uh, but if KCP and the Pistons don't agree to a contract extension, there's no need to panic. Uh, but do have your eyes open the next couple days for anything about them coming to terms on a deal or, you know, what terms might be. Uh, there was a rumor that KCP was seeking at least $20 million per year, and I think that's fair. Uh, based on his ability, his age, and most importantly, the fact that he plays a position, uh, the wing, where there aren't going to be a lot of other good free agents next summer and where teams need more players than ever because when teams play small, a lot of times that means putting three rather than two wings on the floor. So there's a real dearth of, of quality wings. Teams will go after KCP, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a max contract, uh, which based on the projections we know now, and those are certainly poten could potentially change, especially as the collective bargaining agreement could change, uh, but a max contract could pay more than $24 million starting. Uh, so to get him for about 20 might be a decent deal. However, a lot of times teams get players on lower contract extensions because the player gets the security. Whether KCP gets $16 million per year or $24 million per year, you know, over a 
four or five year contract, that is life changing money. KCP has made a lot of money by normal person standards on his rookie scale contract, uh, but it's not necessarily something he can live comfortably on for the rest of his life without doing other work. And, you know, he's obviously devoted so much of his life to be qualified to play basketball. Not that he couldn't transition to other things if that's what happens, if, you know, if somehow tragically there's, you know, a career ending injury or something like that. Uh, but this is real life-changing money where you can live a certain standard over a long period of time just on this contract alone. Uh, so teams can leverage that and say, hey, we're offering you the security right now. Take a little less. Will KCP do that? I don't know. We'll see. You know, there's still a few days to decide, uh, but definitely keep an eye out over the next couple of days. The, the deadline, the pressure of a deadline could definitely spur a deal on Monday, uh, along with teams and agents just waiting out to get more information about collective bargaining agreement negotiations. Uh, so those are the main things you should be watching for this weekend. Pistons hosting the Magic tonight, hosting the Bucks on Sunday, and Contavious Caldwell-Pope contract negotiations. We'll be back on Monday to recap everything that, that happened and continue looking ahead. You can follow Locked On Pistons on Audio Boom or subscribe on iTunes. We'll be here daily, Monday through Friday, throughout the season. You can also follow me on Twitter at Dan Feldman NBA. Thanks for listening. Napa know how. It takes a lot to get excited about a bag, but most bags can't save you 20% on auto parts. That's 20% off headlamps, 20% off oil filters, 20% off virtually anything you can fit inside the 99-cent Napa reusable bag. So tell your buddies, there's a bag they just have to check out. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa auto parts stores while supplies last. Minimum three items. Exclusions apply. Offer ends 10 17